So how much do you think of that extra effort put in stems from you being a woman versus you being an immigrant? Oh, that's a different story. <laughs> um, so being a woman has its own challenge. Hey guys, welcome to Keep It in 99, season two, episode two, here with your host, Isaiah. And we have a very special guest today, my mom, uh, would like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, hi, Isaiah. First, thank you so much for uh, having me today. It's a pleasure to be in your podcast. Uh, my name is Wissam Bokhtar, and I am um, his mother, number one. Mm -hmm. And I am uh, electrical engineering manager at UPS. I've been working for 20 years. So I have background with electrical engineering degree uh, from back home, from Egypt. Um, and uh, I have some certificates here from the United States, specialized in what I do, automation control. Uh, and I've been working for 20 years. Yep, that's a, that's a good introduction. That's good. I like that. Um, so you're an electrical engineer. And something that you'd like to, uh, you'd like to talk about a lot is the struggle of being a woman in engineering. And it's something that we see as a society. Like you see all these societies building a woman in engineering, WIE. Uh, at Walton, there's a um, woman engineering club. It's called the SWE. Uh, there's a there's a lot of organizations and there's a lot of push for women engineering. Why is that? Why is there a big push nowadays for women in engineering? Excellent question, Isaiah. Um, so women is always underrepresented on the technical field when it comes to engineering. Uh, back then, 20 years ago, or let's go back even farther, uh, when I was in college. I was one of uh, four girls in the entire electrical engineering program. Uh, we had about 42 boys. Um, and with workforce, is the same. Um, I recall uh, we have only two females in the entire electrical engineering. Um, so the woman in general is underrepresented on that field. And we realize that uh, we need more female because female has unique skills. Um, and can contribute a lot to the workforce and make a, a lot of success. So you will see now a lot of clubs and uh, it's basically more awareness about women could be an engineer, could be an excellent engineer. Um, so there's a lot of clubs, there is um, a lot of programs from the organizations, from the government, who encourage the women to be represented more in the technical field. Uh, and again, by the end, women will help women to success and recede. So um, that is why right now we have, you see this big bush in colleges and, and on companies and all over. So uh, so where do you think this, like, th where, where does this stem from? Like, like, where does it come from that men dominate engineering? Like, like, where, like how did that become to be? I think what happened in the old days, because of, I think it's, um, so men, and women think differently. Um, I think there was a lot of fear when it comes to the technical field or maybe the job nature uh, from the women. Um, also, maybe just the society did not encourage women to be in engineering a lot. Um, it's just how it is. It's very men uh, field, however. Um, you know, now we have... Uh, are we are now more educated about women could be an engineer. Um, so I think it's just nature of, you know, all times and society, cultures, maybe in different countries. But 
overall, it's time to um, realize that women has a very unique skills and could be excellent engineers. I mean, I, I agree 100%, but like, why do you think that, um, why now? Why is there a push now at like, instead of, you know, like 10 years ago? Like, like why is it, like what's happening? And like, what are the things in society that have ended up pushing for women in engineering? Do you think it's women overcoming that fear? Do you think it's um, just societies in general realizing that, you know, women should diversify outside of what the traditional, you know, like in the 70s and 60s and 70s, like the traditional mindset was? Like, what do you think was the, the catalyst for this movement? I think uh, since more women in engineering field, it came from actually the women um, analyzing and, 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 and seeing why not all women want to be an engineer or why is a big pushback. Um, and I know there's a lot of research done. I just attended actually two weeks ago uh, a woman in engineering leadership uh, in New Jersey. And uh, they were talking about um, different between how men think and how women think. So let's say there is an engineering job. It has 10 requirements. Um, the man who's an engineer going to look at it and he has only one out of those 10. He said, oh yeah, I can do that. I will take this job and go for it. The woman, when she look at the requirement, if she know all nine but one of them she doesn't meet she said oh I cannot do that um, so men, women think differently than men they have this fear so when we now more educated and women start to see that they need more women in the field um, personally me I would like to have more female in the field just more feel comfortable so I think um, the diversity movement came from the women. Women needs more women in, in electrical engineering and any engineering. So I think more we are educated how we think and uh, we have a lot of resources right now and uh, the men actually too start to realizing that and encouraging that which is great. Um, so I think it's more awareness happened in the past years and more research and uh, women needs more women. So I think they were pushing for that. So when you were entering the workforce as an engineer in America, so mm -hmm. you were entering in America, uh, Egypt's a different story, but um, like, what was, was it hard as a woman engineering? Like how, did you, do you, did you feel like it was harder for you than for male counterparts that are at the same level in that, you know, we're around the same age and like, do you feel, did you, like what things can you point to that like would provide that it was harder, easier, whatever? It was very hard. Um, it was very hard being uh, a female. I will recall many times, and I will say until now, so, in some, I will be in a meeting with other company. I will be the only female in the room among 22 men. Um, I just want to bring up a point because we are very few female in the industry, so we consider minority of the industry. Uh, and it's always, um, it's hard. Uh, some of the men also mindset a little bit different. Um, it was always known that if you are a female, uh, there's a lot of question about your technical knowledge, uh, your leadership knowledge. Uh, it's always for female, you have to work harder to prove that first. Now that's actually improving a lot. So 20 years ago when I was working in my career, I faced a lot of a challenge um, that I need to work harder than anybody else to prove myself. 
uh, to prove my skills. Now, since this has already been done and known, everybody respect and understand, uh, but it is hard for female in engineering field because again, female consider minority in their field. There are few females compared to the male. So how much do you think of that extra effort put in stems from you being a woman versus you being an immigrant? Oh, that's a different story. <laughs> um, so being a woman has its own challenge. Being immigrant, have an accent, adds to the... <laughs> Adds to the whole bile way harder. Uh, so, yes, uh, being immigrant, have an accent, uh, being young, because when I was in uh, here, I was only 24 and a half, and I was sitting in this meeting with, you know, older people. So all factored together, it's make it very, very difficult. But I believe, again, just being a female, because I see it with other people who from America. Being a female, you still need to work way harder mm. than male to prove your, you know, skills uh, and prove your leadership skills and your communication, everything. So, like, something I noticed about you, obviously I'm your son, so a lot of this is kind of like, like it's, it's obvious to me, but maybe not be obvious to other people. Like, you have this, like, kind of like fighting sense inside of you. You're always fighting. So I would like to ask, kind of delve into your story a little bit more. Um, like... Where does that come from? Like, where does that fighting nature come from? Like, does it come from the fact that when you got to America, you had to like fight your way up, or was it something that happened when you were earlier? Like, where did that? Where does that come from? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Isaiah. Uh, I, listen, I, I just, I just wanted to to make it nicer. It's not a fighting; it's a <laughs> resisting nature. <laughs> uh, so, I a excellent question, Isaiah. It's it's really uh, it's really uh, it's a combination. Mm. Uh, so it's my personality. But um, so I came to America. Of course, it's 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 hard to succeed to success here as an immigrant. Um, so you're gonna have to be very resistant. You have to be a hard worker. You have to have a goal, and you have to work your goal. There's a lot of challenges in your way, emotionally, everything else. Um, you're going to have to be a good fighter uh, to overcome all the challenges. Um, so that is one aspect of the story. But again, being a female, um, you need to represent yourself that you have a goal at work too. You have all those your goals. Um, you have to work your goals toward them. You're going to have to work extra hard. You don't let anything go. You need to be in the top of things. So... And if something you don't like, you have to address it. So that's a strong personality nature. Being an engineer adds also to the story, to, to the whole thing that by nature, engineers, I, I believe, uh, a strong personality. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hard work and a fun work and a lot of communications and you have to be in the double things. So it's... The whole thing, everything contributes to your personality, your environment, what you're going through. But being a fighter, it's a, it's a good thing. Uh, being resistant and hard worker is a very good thing. Uh, I think that's the only way to reach your goals. Mm. I, I agree 100%. And I think this, uh, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, like this fighter, fighter mentality. Uh, like, I, I obviously, I have a little bit of it. Some people would say I have a lot of it. Um, but... It, it really does, like like you say, your environment plays a large factor into it. And I think Absolutely. even though I'm not an immigrant, nor am I a woman, uh, I do want to pursue engineering. And engineering, as you said, in general, is a very um, 
maybe it's changing a little bit more now, but it's a very like, you know, rigid, you know, like uh, uh, not rigid as in like, like I would say rigid. rigid as in like, like it takes, it takes someone to, you know, go through because it's hard. For example, like in my class right now in engineering, it, it's hard to say an idea and hear people, what people think about it and to sit through negative feedback, I think has such an, a great impact on you. I've noticed that in myself through this podcast and through, um, and through school, like when you're able to sit down and just listen and just let people obviously in a respectful manner and everything, it's say, a feedback, it's, you know, give their, give their constructive feedback, even if it's negative and to sit there and be like, you know what? You're right. That takes, I think a tougher person than someone who just going to start, you know, talking a lot and be like, no, 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 you're wrong and try to defend themselves. Right. So, so I just want to add something to the engineering field is, um, so as an engineer, you go through, you think through the problem, you do analysis, you have to do your risk assessment, you have to come up with solutions. And through all that, you have to be open to um, having a good, solid uh, proof to your ideas. Because um, engineers need to be a very good persuasive. Um, you will be sitting in a meeting, convince everybody with some ideas for the organization to go through. Um, and you, you, you have to respect every feedback. And sometimes you're wrong. Yeah, that's okay. Sometimes you're right. It's okay. Uh, but I think at least being comfortable to present your ideas and try to persuade people with your ideas and why, that's an excellent uh, practice. And always I say, be comfortable with not being comfortable. Hmm. So how do you think that, like, how has engineering grown you as an individual? Obviously, I mean, you were 24 when you started. You're, I won't say what you are now, but if you can do the math. Uh, like, how, obviously, so you've grown up, that's one thing. But how has engineering changed you as a person from when you were in college until now? Oh, absolutely. So work in general, work environment will add a lot to your personality. And every hard situation you go through, you're going to have to learn a lot and you see how I'm going to do better next one. Um, so in general, not just being an engineer as a workforce teach you a lot, but being an engineer, being on sometime in the field, you have an issue, you need to come up with a solution right now, or you are in a support call and something is down in Europe and you wanted to make it up and running, or you're dealing with contractors in the field, or projects not going through the schedule, and you're going to have to be always um, very agile and change plans on the fly and make sure they are going right. That skills you're going to learn throughout your situation. I've been growing a lot, personal skills, professional skills, and technical skills, absolutely. Uh, even being a manager right now, manage a big staff, I'm still um, required to be um, up to date with the, techn with the technology, especially in my field as an automation engineer, automation you know, engineering field. Um, so, of course, I've been growing a lot. I mean, I, I completely, um, I got a lot of feedback, and this is the only way you're going to... Um, you know, change yourself. Um, ask for people uh, to give you constructive feedback. People who you trust as a work or the, in your work environment uh, give you constructive feedback, and you have to work on it. Don't be upset. Um, don't be sad. Just listen to it carefully and come up with a plan how you change that and how you become better. Uh, and I did that personally. I got some constructive feedback for stuff I need to enhance, and I did. And um, it just it's you feel very successful and people really you know, like, wow she really did it so um you're gonna be always learning and i change a lot of course um and it's, it's a great experience but very important to see constructive feedback 
So obviously you've grown a lot throughout your field and not only have you grown in your field, you've grown personally. And, you know, when you started, you weren't married and you don't have kids. And now you have... Well, I started, I was just got married, or just but got did married, not have sorry. kids. <laughs> you didn't have kids. Now you have, you know, a 17-year-old boy and you have a 15-year-old girl. Yes. Um, how much do you think that being a mother has... Like, how much do you think that has helped in your, uh, like, management skills? And uh, if it does, I'm just asking Patient. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> Appreciate that one. Well, I want. I have to say one thing. Being a mother by itself, it it teaches you at, at, at skills of managing different tasks at the same time and how to deal with it. Being a mother without even an engineer, it's a skill. Yeah. Uh, being a, a good mother and raising good children, it's require uh, a good effort. It's not easy. I just want to hold you right there. I want to ask you some questions. Sure. Did you raise good children? Oh, I feel I did excellent to my knowledge. But I have excellent kids. God bless them. Hope you continue like that. So uh, being a mother is a hard task. Uh, teach you a lot. Uh, and of course, I reflect in, in, in your work. You know, in my opinion, women are good communicators and very good uh, management when it comes to tasks. And it's a very good calibrator among people. And I think this comes just from the nature of the woman. But, uh, of course, it does help me uh, to manage multitask and uh, be patient and, then, uh, and listen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, I know the answer to this next question I'm going to ask anyways. Um, how much has being a mother hindered your career progress? Uh just okay. Be you can be honest. It's fine. I will talk about. I will talk about my own experience. Yeah, your experience. Yeah. Um. So when you guys got born, um, I was in the beginning of my career, and my husband was traveling on the road. Um. My own. My own career required a lot of traveling back then. That's why I. I. I um. I did not have kids in the first two years of my uh, after my marriage because of my career I was traveling all the time. Um, and being me in the road, traveling all over the places, international, domestic, it was hard to have kids, but I want to have kids. So um, I did have Isaiah, and it was a challenge, and had Ivana, and I tried all means. I had a nanny, I did a daycare, and it was very tough. Uh, my mom helped a lot as well. Uh, but my company was, uh, I was very grateful to my company that agreed to me to work uh, part-time, temporarily. Temporarily, yeah, for for some years, uh, that was awesome. Uh, I I was planning to quit, but didn't want me to quit, and and that was very um, supportive to me, and uh, I really appreciate my company. Um, so I was able to work part time, which was four days a week, but I was not. I did travel, but only to Canada here and there, not long travel. Uh, just to keep my career going. And uh, when I was ready to come back, I came back with a nice promotion. So um, that was my experience. I was very thankful um, to have this opportunity from my company. Now, I know that these days, a lot of companies became more aware about that. They have some flexible programs. Um, so uh, it was very good experience for me. You, did, you still didn't answer the question, by the way. I did. You, 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 you didn't uh, really so it, it. 
but I have to I have to say one thing. I talked about I, I talked about my own experience, yeah, yeah. which was a challenge. But some no, not everybody have the same challenge I have. Um, some women um, have their spouses stay home, uh, which I I know that and that helps them a lot. Um, some people have a family who is there all the time help a lot. Uh, my mom used to come back and forth between Egypt and here, so it's not permanent. Uh, so everybody's situation is different. Uh, by the end, I think it's a challenge being a mother, having kids, and try to, to pursue your career. Um, now, again, some people, um, some female, didn't want to go through the management or through the corporate ladder, so that's perfectly fine. They could manage that. It's just different from a person to person. Nowadays, different. But uh, from my own experience, of course, it was a challenge. Um, and I hope more flexible program uh, will become now. I know now some companies work from home partially. Uh, back then, we have to be at the office five days a week. We cannot work from home. So those program now is more popular. So it's people more aware about the challenges between a woman having kids and being in the work environment as an engineer. Um, so I think it's much better now than mm-hmm. the old days. Does that answer the question? Uh, good enough. We'll move on. We'll move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, just to lighten up the conversation a little bit, what is your uh, what is your favorite thing you've done at your time at UPS? Um, I mean, I mean, because you've done you've done a lot of cool things. You went to uh, England one time to open a building. You've been to Canada a few times. I don't know where else you've been. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I mean, everywhere in America, States, obviously. Yes. Um, so, like, what do you think is the coolest thing you've worked on I that think, you can say? Um, well, I I did work in, in various projects. I did different tasks in UBS, two different type of projects. Uh, my cool thing was was innovation. Um, seeing a new automated equipment that was really cool. I did work on that, testing that. Work with R and D group as well. Uh, but my I, I I love what I do. Um, that's that's one of the big reasons I'm still working. Uh, I love it. I love um, when I travel. I meet new people. Um, I love really communicating with people in our organization. Um, you learn a lot, uh, technically and personally. Uh, I like uh, myself. I like uh, training and coaching. Uh, so I'm in my, I like my team. I like to teach them, coach them from all aspects, leadership aspects, technical aspects. Um, I always did something very cool in the summer. So I did leadership for internship for the people who uh, come take internship during the summer. Uh, I coach them. We had some sessions. So I always like coaching and teaching young engineers in the field. Uh, I enjoy, you know, traveling and see other people in different places, cool equipment, new equipment, new technology, and how integrated in our uh, UBS facilities. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, your original career choice in Egypt was to go back and be a professor. Right. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. Obviously, that all changed when you came to America, but... Well, so yeah. So you've always had a, pa- a passion for teaching. That's apparent, obviously, True. in church and all your services and stuff like that. True. So what? why... This is this is kind of like a personal question, like for you, but like, why do you like teaching so much? I I, I really I like helping a lot. So um, I used to be very smart in my college, and uh, I had I don't know a few uh, 
it's a great it's a it's more than an a and it was one of the top honors in my classes and i know that in the in the mass so we have all of mass classes my program was five years program and was very intense i do have a bunch of friends in the mechanical engineering and they did a couple of mass classes which i took a year before and they were struggling big time and i used to come i used to sit with them to explain the entire mass i love mass i'm uh, very good in mass and I used to teach, I enjoy teaching and I, I enjoy training and uh, I just, my passion, I believe, and mm. I, I really enjoy that. Would you ever consider going back and teaching? Uh, like going and get, getting a master's PhD and going and teaching in the States? I don't think so. Mm. I don't think I will pursue that right now. Um, right now, I I really enjoy management, management positions. Mm. <laughs> I, I love being a manager. I do. Uh, I like project management, so I, I'm, I'm working my EBMO. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I don't think I will go back to do a so. PhD. I don't think so. I think I'm getting old at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not old, just getting old with that, I guess. Mm, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Isaiah. Hey, I didn't say, I didn't say <laughs> how old you were. Uh, you, you, we agreed on that before. I didn't say anything. Okay. Um, no, but obviously teaching is something that for a lot of people, a lot of people out there, especially um, uh, women that want to pursue engineering, is a very, very intriguing uh, position. You know, it pays well. It, uh, you know, it's people can do, you can do research. Something I know you love doing is research, mm -hmm. R and D. Like, you know, and honestly, like re especially research in an engineering field, it's it's almost as if you're working because when you work as an engineer, you do a lot of R and D, right? A lot of it. You know, about half. half it's like half your department is, you know. Yeah, because always, exactly. yeah. You're always you're implementing new technology in, mm -hmm. you want to really search it and make sure it will fit the operation and what the downside and do through the testing and, you know, so it's, yeah, yeah, true. So teaching is obviously a very good pathway and so is, you know, the, the corporate ladder. And there's also um, something you never worked in, but small scale startup companies, which is nowadays such an intriguing and such a, big um there's a big boom in that and obviously i mean you haven't worked in that so you don't really know so i'm gonna ask you about the corporate the corporate world what are your what, what are your opinions on uh like the structure of the corporate world so um specifically if you work in the corporate office um it's um it's a skill expand it's a skill uh working in a corporate office like you can work in the same company but in the region office or the district or in the field but um working in the corporate office is a skill and teach you a lot because you interact with uh upper management so you know you by faith they, they know back to back other people in the field maybe they don't never met them or they see them here and there when they go visit but you see them in daily basis you interact with them in daily basis um, so it teaches you how to promote your image. And when I say your image is the way you talk, your emails, the way you communicate, the way you present uh, presentations in front of them, when you see them. Um, it promote, so it, it's forced you to promote your image because your exposure is big. You get exposed a lot um, to the upper management when you are in corporate office. So it teaches you, it, it's, it's in my opinion, uh, I'm being lucky. I worked 20 years in the corporate office. Uh, it taught me a lot. And um, 
corporate environment need a different set of skills. Um, you need to know how to talk, represent yourself. So it's tough to work in corporate office, but I think it's a great skills in your early career mm. to be in a corporate office. Man, you're really dodging my questions today. <laughs> you don't want you don't want to answer my questions. I okay. do. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I'm I'm, I'm going to probe a little bit more. I'm going to try to try to try to get some answers out of you. Mm. Some, some things. Okay. In the corporate world, right, it's a lot of people say it's like, you know, it's. it's have you watched Wolf of Wolf of Wall Street? Mm-hmm. Okay. You wow, I haven't watched that. Okay. Well, um, basically, like people think of it like that. Like it's just everyone's just going at each other. Everyone wants the upper hand. Like, do you think? Do you believe that's what corporate America is like, or no? Well, it's not exactly like that. Let me explain it. It's competition, and competition is hard. Um. But this is everywhere. When you are in a small company, okay, how many of how many people you are competing with? You're competing with what? Ten engineers, fifteen engineers. Uh, but when you are in corporate, has branches all over the world. You're competing against millions of engineers. Competition becomes harder, and that will make you enhance your skills even faster mm-hmm. and harder and more. You competing with people. Oh my gosh, I mean, so it's not everybody getting, but everybody is trying to enhance themselves and do their best very quickly and be better and better and better so quickly so they can be up to the competition. Um, that's how corporate uh, life is. And do you think that faster, better, faster, better, do you think that leads to um, problems within like, individuals and themselves like kind of like mental problems like oh i'm not good enough uh like do you think that leads to that or do you think that's kind of just those are like two separate things i don't think so. I, I mean i don't i don't i don't think so i mean but again everybody's different every personality is different again corporate is not for everybody but uh it makes you tough being a fighter again bring to the first point being a tough a fighter when you enhance yourself um you should be able to do it and uh I think it's a good skill. I mean, faster and better. And it's all what is uh, nowadays. Everything is going, <laughs> you know. Do you think the facade that you put on, you know what facade means? Mm-hmm. Okay. You think the facade that you put on in the corporate world, do you think that that's detrimental? Like, would is it better for you just to be yourself in the corporate world and not care what people think? Or should you put that facade on of professional, like this, this, this? And then just have to switch back and on and on and off, on and off? Or would you rather just, I will like, what not, do you think is better? I will not agree to switch back. I will agree, be yourself. But being yourself, I mean, it's not, it's not a bad thing. You have to be yourself. Do not put a face or, you know, you have to be yourself. But it's, it's, you have to enhance yourself too. If you think there's something does not match, is this is something you need to enhance, or is this something is not corporate life is not meant for you? You cannot cope up with it. You cannot compete with it. Um, you have to be yourself. You have to be yourself uh, because you're not gonna you're not gonna sustain that for too long if you are not being yourself. You need to be yourself. You need to up to what you believe, uh, but you need to enhance your skills. You need to enhance yourself too. You have to get the constructive feedback because. 
and you have to look up about yourself and you have to have always have a goal for your personal skills for your academic skills your professional skills you always have a goal when you meet your goal you're not done there's a higher goal you have to go mm. um, up to it so talking <laughs> sorry talking about like skills and feedback and all that obviously you know school you know schooling has a big big impact on your ability on so many things i mean it's it's you can't name them all do you think now that you're in a manager position and you hire people do you think that college mm-hmm. actually prepares you for the workforce um i i have been so um, of course um i do interviews because i hire engineers in my group um i see some them, some is not uh, but let's just, I will explain to you um, what I'm looking for in the interview. So, graduate from college, I'm not expecting uh, from day one you know what you're doing. <laughs> do, you, do, you feel but, like, do you feel like the education system should change that? The, they should be able to know what they're doing on day one? Uh I was expecting, uh, from some colleges, I was expecting better than what I saw, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think academically the college prepares you well to work, but what's more important is you are teachable, you have the skills to grow and learn fast and be innovative in a short time, and you have a leadership skills. So if I saw you have those skills, leadership skills, you're smart, you can learn, you're teachable, you have self-discipline, you go by yourself and you're self-motivated, you're self-teaching, you're self-starter. That's what we're looking for as our course. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting you from day one to come to program, BLC programming and automation design and know what you're doing. I don't think so, which so, is okay. So there's something I saw um, last night on... Uh on YouTube, and it's uh, this guy named Jordan Peterson. He's a big researcher, and uh, he titles himself a logical debater, right? Mm. He debates purely on logic. Uh, And it's something he said Mm. about why we attribute some colleges to higher level standards. And this is even true for high schools, um, where the actual education you get at any one of these given schools is almost exactly, for the same degree, obviously, same program, whatever, is almost identical. What's the difference, for example, why are Harvard graduates smarter than, I don't know, just whatever, any random like liberal arts school in the middle of nowhere? Why? Because the people who get in are already smarter. Mm. It's not because they learn more. It's because they... They think the way of teaching or the project or the hands-on or the way they train their mind? No, no, because it's because like, like if you have to, if in order, in order to get into the school, Oh, if mm, you have to be it, a certain it. level, right, you're right. going to come out at a certain level. Right. Whereas if you're at a lower level, so it's not actually about the education of the schools. It's about, which is crazy because it's not like college in the end doesn't even matter. It's about like high school. Like how did you get there? Right. It's, it's about what happened at the beginning, happened when you're applying. It's not about, you know, your four years there. But as a statement about every program is identical in every college, I will well, it's not Okay. Side. Not purely. Not okay. purely. It's, right. it, there's there's some that are obviously different. There's obviously you, you have certain programs that 
are literally different. You have literally like I mean, like I would say, for example, electrical engineering, when I look at the classes, we have some people who are like entry-level specialists or who study for college to be electrical engineers. They will come show me the classes. And it's, it's different from college to college. It's way different. I was sometimes wonder, is this electrical engineering degree by the end? I don't know, but... Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. My my college was five years degree, five years electrical engineering pure, and was it was full with classes for electrical engineering. What was your favorite class? Uh, favorite class, least favorite class, and hardest class. The hardest the hardest class was electromagnetic field three. <laughs> Class number three. That's the hardest class, number three. So you have take one and two and three. Electromagnetic theory, one and two and three. Number three was really hard. Um, my easiest class and my favorite classes was electrical uh, electrical circuits series one, two, and three. And all math classes, thermodynamic. I had to take thermodynamic. I love it. There was uh, another math class. Yeah, but all the math class or differentiation classes and mm. all the calcs. And I, I love that and I mastered that. That's not that's Least not favorite is electromagnetic. Uh, well, I, my least favorite is the one... <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so obviously you had a completely different degree program that uh, some people would argue is a PhD level program. Um, you know, Egypt's very just information, 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 information. A lot of classes. Um, yes. Do you think that degree prepares you at all for the workforce in America? I do. Uh, well, I was one of the top owners, so I had my GBA was equivalent to here 4.2. Um, and I just graduated uh, and I was preparing actually my master's degree in Egypt because I got hired by the college to be a professor for uh, six months but um, so the information was just fresh and I did my evaluation here and everything um, I, I think it did especially in the old days in my company we used to design by ourselves on the AutoCAD so everything makes sense. Uh, of course, it was not 100%. I know what I was doing. But big part said, oh, yeah, I, I know that. I know how to do that part of it. But, of course, I learned a lot in my career, uh, especially my company. It's a very unique uh, operation. So. so what we've concluded is that Egyptian education is... <laughs> it's good. I, I wish it's more hands-on, um, mm -hmm. like America here. But uh, it's a very theoretical um, and if you understand it and if you did so well on it, it's, it's, it's a very good program. That's good. Good. Any final thoughts about women engineering? I encourage all women to pursue engineering. Um, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, it's, you work with cool stuff. I think don't ever be fear. Um, it's not hard, uh, and always do not underestimate your skills. Uh, women in engineering is needed. That's all for <laughs> <laughs> that's all for uh, this episode of Cuban Ninety Nine. If you liked it, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share it uh, with people you feel like would benefit. That's all. Thank you. Thank you, Isaiah.